Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now you can bet on any NFL game this week with the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers who bet just $1 on either team to score in a game can win $100 in free bets. When a team scores, you score. Just remember to use the code PHNX when you sign up. Cheers and Susel here with Johnny Venerable, Frank Sanders, and thank goodness we're all here in the studio because if we were relying on Johnny's internet, this show might not be happening right now. CenturyLink, Maricopa, you're dead to me. Uh, we've had so many issues over the past like two and a half weeks. I live in Maricopa, Arizona, so I, I commute in. It's an up and coming community, or so we were told. We we have a we have a Culver's. There's a Denny's there. The Wi-Fi shit. And so I demanded that they come to my home today, which they did. They gave me wow. the legitimate time frame of 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. Thank fucking God they got there before I left for the show tonight. And they just Wait, switched. did they tell you what went wrong? No. I got them to give me some credits, though, on a future okay, account, good, which good, was good. Because, I, you know, who, who wouldn't want to pay for internet that doesn't actually work? So... They switched out a bunch of equipment that was installed in June, so apparently it's already gone bad. Uh, knock on wood, my my speed is back and, and up and running. But you know what? It's just I just I thrive in this face to face environment. So I just in a weird way, I, I would rather be here with uh, you guys. Yeah, I, I would too. I think this Without is great. Well, love I, seeing your face. I can't brag about or talk bad about it. <laughs> internet because I see mine at the office, and I thought us at Cox was doing great too, and it was. What happened the last time we talked? I mean, like it, I was a honestly. I'm just gonna apologize right now popsicle. because we had <laughs> what? We had Frank's internet go out. Then we had Johnny's internet go out. I ended up the following week. I ended up doing like a chunk of the show solo. Johnny came back and finished it out. And then on on yesterday. John, we just couldn't even get it going, so Derek Montia had to step in. Great show, great show. I owe Derek like <laughs> so many fill-ins when the Diamondbacks t- t- kick off their season next spring. So if I'm not available, it's because I'm doing countless, <laughs> yeah. countless makeup Diamondback shows for for our guy Derek. Because God knows uh, we need him to to plug and play. But thank you, Derek, if you're watching. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're we're glad to be here. Glad to see your guys' faces. We've got some quarterback questions to attempt to answer Kyler Murray Colt McCoy their statuses remain up in the air and then a report from Field Yates dropped this morning that had a lot of people talking I think that I think the notion I guess around at minimum Kyler Murray was that all right he missed two games it was over abundance of caution like he'll be good to go against the Seahawks then this report dropped that um, the Chiefs signed quarterback Shane Bouchelle from their practice squad to their active roster because the Cardinals attempted to sign him, which then begs the question, well, why would you be trying to sign some guy off another team's practice squad if Kyler Murray and Colt McCoy are good to go? 
You would think it's just the uh, you need more backups. You need more. Op- you need options. You do need options. Look, he's shaking his what's head. What's Bouchelle gonna do for you? Well, it's. I mean, what's Chris gonna? I mean, Stevenson gonna do? At for least him? he knows I mean, his system. I mean, that's true, but you still need bodies until the other guys get. You need bodies until the other guys get healthy. It buys you a little time. If we had a backup, because that's all people was saying the entire time. What was the joke? Please, who's our who's our quarterback? Once Colt Colt got hurt, nobody wanted Chris Hens, so that we were sitting in a bad position. So, you need to go get bodies. It's just it's just the optics of having bodies, so guys can so you can get the reps. That means if Colt's not practicing, Chris has to be the first string quarterback. So he's getting all the reps. Then who's giving the reps to? To the defense, Mm-mm. and you need though you can't have Chris throw Mm-mm. offense, and you can't have him do first team and second team and backup because by the time he get into the game, his arm is gonna be shot. Like don't to, they it, have like an assistant quarterbacks coach? Who's the former ASU quarterback that's on staff? <laughs> Can he? What's his name? No, no, you can't do it. You got to have the bodies that will allow. You need you need a guy just to focus. So if, if coach's not playing, you need Chris to have one hundred percent all his attention on the offense and focusing on what would, what would be the game plan for him. Mike Berkovici. He can't be throwing some passes. He won't. He could, but they don't pay him for that. We have, (laughs) we have so many props in the studio. What we don't have, what I need is, do we have a, (laughs) so you see that flag up there? I wish that was red because we need a red flag. That's what this potential (laughs) signing is for the Arizona Cardinals. If you're bringing in, these are close to street free agents on practice squads. Very they're true. making Very how, much, how much money a practice squad player make, Frank? Right now, they they probably make about one twenty five. Yeah, so they could be cut tomorrow. They could be yeah. signed by any team. They're available. Twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. But they're called. I mean, they're. I mean, they're one step above street free agents, yes. which a lot of street free agents ask for more than that. Clearly, the vet minimum will get you more That's than that. The vet minimum will give you more than that. Yes, it will. But you're trying yeah. to sign this guy. And bring him on, not to your practice squad, because that's where the reps would begin. You're trying to sign this guy because if you sign him, he's active Sunday. If the uh, or he's he's part of the 53 man, maybe he's part of the inactives, Very but true. he's on your roster. So that means that tells me, I, Cheerson and I talked about this off air. They are not confident in the health of Kyler Murray and Colt McCoy, and there's a possibility that both could be inactive this weekend. I pray to God that that doesn't happen. We all want to see K1 back. But you're trying to sign. I mean, Strevler came in last week, looked fine. He's your third stringer for a reason. But Cheerson, to your point, he's been entrenched in the system for over two years now. Like, it, it, this is not about bringing somebody on to mentor or to get acclimated. You have guys on your practice squad to do that. You're bringing somebody on to sign this week, potentially your backup Strevler, who's your starter. If Colt McCoy and Kyler are both out, at the end, of, you need you still need the bodies. If well, they're can't not, you have a body in your practice squad? You could have maybe the maybe you can have a All receiver right. that's a. a I'm looking at the have practice a, squad. Maybe right we get now. Andy Isabella to be the quarterback, and he could do he could do the reps as a quarterback, maybe. But I mean, and, and sometimes they do that. They'll get a player from another position and put him in as a quarterback that can throw and at least give the defense the reps. If if you're not going to so, give the defense, well, wait. The, the I'm true just trying reps. to figure out what you guys are saying here. So you're so you're saying he's talking money. I'm talking reps for. So if if Coke, if, I know, but why does he have to be on the active roster in order to get reps? Well, Can't they find a guy to sign to their practice squad? He could be on the practice squad, but the idea is that if Coke's out and and K one's out, then you need to have two quarterbacks at least going into a game, and so he will. They'll sign him for the vet minimum. 
and they'll get and that'll boost his money for one a one or two week contract. But in and but at the end of the day, they're still going to cut him once these other guys okay. get back on the active roster. But you need bodies. So for, you're saying Johnny's argument is nullified. It means nothing. It's, it's well, I mean, they have no quarterbacks on the practice squad currently, and so that that puts us in a position where the defense has to have really good reps for. For Russell, they have to have the reps, and if you you can't cheat him that way. And again, like I said, we said this when we saw Colt, and we saw that his arm didn't have the same kind of pop that it had after he left the San Francisco game. And I don't know if he got hurt in the San Francisco game. I don't want to say that. I just want to say that when he, it didn't look the same, it didn't look as sharp and crisp. I agree with Frank. So he, we need bodies for that purpose. Rethinking this, who's running the scout team this week? Right. If Colt is banged up, Kyler's going through the motions a little bit, but still intends to play. You've got Strevler working with the ones. With the ones. You've got to have another and quarterback. Twos. And to have another quarterback, you'd have to sign with the active roster. That still does not give me much faith <laughs> that either Cole or Kyler are healthy. Because, I would agree with that. Because, hell, if Strevler's with the ones right, we're going to know tomorrow if Strevler's practicing yes. with the ones. Yes. If that, Then it's, it's a literal shit show for this week. You're trying to sign... Other teams practice squad quarterbacks because both Colt and Kyler are out. Deshaun Watson's available. He's not. He's a member of the Houston Texans. Oh my God. Brett, Brett Hundley's available. I'm I'm shocked they have not gone out and tried to bring back Brett Hundley, who looked good, who's been in the system for two years. Maybe maybe the fact that they didn't go after Brett Hundley, that they have confidence that Kyler's going to play, play. And, Frank, hopefully your point is correct that if they you're just bring getting Brett. somebody young to, to, to try to acclimate. I if, like that. If Frank. they bring Brett, they bring a threat. They bring a threat to Colt. And then they bring I don't a, think so. If they bring Brett, they bring a they bring a threat. There's so many I things think he's that a free agent. Brett does if he if he's available. There, Brett does things that Colt cannot do in the offense. I never and thought so they should have gotten not, rid of Brett. That's not a major step down. There's a there is a step down from what Kyler does with his young legs and his strong arm and his ability to elude and nope, sorry, Murray on, Magic. Brett Hundley's on the Colts. Sorry, okay, sorry so everybody. So Brett Hundley's not available. But the idea, but the well, idea of signing somebody. Oh, there. is he? If we can get him, this yeah. is real. This is the Colts signed him to the practice right squad, right? At that moment, but the idea is look. on November first, the Colts signed Brett Hundley to the practice squad. So yeah, he could conceivably have been signed to the active yeah. roster then. Yeah, he could be. But I mean, that's the part where the reps need to be. They need to be crisp. If Chris is our quarterback, he needs he needs to be mentally locked in and focused, and to find out what game plan Cliff would create for him. We talked about this when we knew Kyler was out. And Colt was the guy, and it was, the idea was the reason why the K-1 tattoo is going to happen is because we said if he can come up with a game plan and be creative, then that would allow Colt to come in and do what he's supposed to do that fits him, and the guys all responded and reacted great. And then now we're looking at a situation where if Colt's not playing and Kyler's not playing, then Chris is getting the reps. He, as you guys state, he's been in the system for two years, so he should know something about the system. I'm shocked just they doesn't didn't target Brett Hundley. He, I, I agree with that too. It's just we don't have we don't he don't have enough actual game speed reps. That's why he looked a little bit lethargic in decision making. And when those real rounds, I tell you guys, when the real when those real lions out there chasing you, Panthers are chasing you, it it changes everything. The speed is much faster. The guys are reaction time is a little different. And then everyone else offensively, they're not used to your cadence. The receivers are not used to your cadence. The offensive line's not used to your cadence. How do you hand the ball off, you know, to to the running back? That's that's totally different because you've taken this is week nine, ten. We've taken how many reps and how many opportunities you've gotten from either Colt or 
Kyler. So when he comes in this week, he, if if they're not playing, they need to make the decision, focus on him, and let him get in. And hopefully, he they can create a game plan that will be sufficient enough to go into a hostile environment and pull off a one-off like we did versus you know like we did versus San Francisco. The hope is Kyler practiced last Friday limited, but he practiced. He was out before the game on Sunday, going through preliminary warm-ups, mm-hmm. throwing the football around. You would assume he's going to practice all week, even in a limited capacity. He will not be a do-not-practice this week after practicing last Friday and have done nothing since then. So that's a positive sign. And I, if I had to bet right now, I would say that I think he plays on Sunday. My concern is if he doesn't play and you're you're sitting Colt McCoy all week and you're trying to sign street free agents and practice squad guys it's you're trying to get Colt McCoy enough rest because his is an upper body injury whereas Kyler's is lower body so maybe going through like the mental reps and then you're going to trot out Colt McCoy you know compromised against the Seattle defense that's playing really well right now it's just it's not a good situation if Kyler doesn't play at all agreed Frank if I didn't know any better I would say you like played football or something <laughs> Just a little bit. Because I don't think anybody else, like I've been listening to people, to radio, to reading articles, et cetera, and everybody's take on, like nobody mentioned that, like, listen, it's just just because they're trying to, like, protect them in practice and they still need to get their guys you reps and they need somebody no, else in literally there. You literally tur- turned my opinion around on yeah, there we, with we, that, with we that rationale. That. So... All I did today, which was, I was, look, I was so emotionally drained. <laughs> I was so emotionally drained by the loss. And we talked, I, t- I brought it up last, you know, just this past Sunday. I brought it up. that That's what we talked about. We fortuit- fortuitously said that if we were willing to give up this game to keep Kyler safe for the bigger picture, that's what, that was you guys projecting. And I said, you guys got to understand this, an emotional beat, emotional loss, when you go out there and get your butt kicked, will just, drain you i was drained so i did this i studied up on my quarterbacks in the same conversation we having right now but i did i went back to see what is wrong with kyler and he only got hurt on the very last play of the of, of the of the game i mean did you guys by chance see actually how he hurt his ankle or his calf or what it's an ankle it but the, it was the second to last play of the packer game on a qb design run right. And he gained like four yards. It was right before the AJ Green play. He still threw the ball right. in that last play, but then I, I, I watched that so many times to see if where did he roll his ankle? He was, did, in, a, where, he was in a boot afterwards. I, I watched it like over, and I watched it at least 25, 30 times to see. Was, and I did that between the first play. I did it for the second to last play and the very last play because I kept wondering what did he do? Because once you see him make the throw, then you see him back away and hobble away from that moment. And I I just I didn't understand like the why we're missing our K one for that many weeks for for what it, I didn't see to be a It will have been injury. three weeks since he's played a football game on yeah. Thursday. Right. So it will have been by the time we kick off on Sunday closer to f- a full month than just the typical one to f- two weeks that they thought he'd be out. It, it blew my mind. So I I, I, I would be shocked because if he so if if they hold him out this weekend and they go through the bye, he'll have had almost five and a half weeks off of fo- live football uh, going into the Chicago game. I didn't think to Frank, me, have you ever had a high ankle sprain, though? I have. It's, uh, yeah, it's 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 different. 
it's different than a low ankle sprain. When you roll your ankle, you know, you, you tend to stretch, you tend to mess up your tendons on the lower part right here. And it's just, it's like a quick, like a little, you know, if you walk off the curb or you step into a little hole, it's kind of like a little quick roll. Yeah. And then that, the blood immediately runs to it and flushes it. A high ankle sprain tend to be, it's on the bone. It's on, but it's like on this part of the bone, not the not at the lower part of the mm. tendon. So right here, yeah, like right up in this, right, 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 right here, right, right up in this area here, right. Yeah, y'all show right. it because I got like a my, my my dark pants and my dark skin on my brown skin. Will give everybody the example, but yes, he said he said up here. I was just showing off to everybody. He did it equal to his calf, I, like it's all up here, like yeah. But it's it's, it's higher, um, and it's it makes it it just. It makes the bone feel tender, and you already know that the ankle is it's it's sensitive, but it's just one of those things that you just don't feel real comfortable. You don't, and I think that's and it, it is it is his right ankle, right, I which think is his so, plant yeah. leg. So, but I, I watched it just trying to figure out, man, I, I just didn't see we're, we're all where just, you got hurt at. Yeah, we're all just we're, we're just pissed off because this Vegas team has not lost all year Vegas really, and now they've lost two of three. And we don't want to watch Colt. I love Colt McCoy. I think he, he's did he's done his job. We don't want to watch this team lose at Seattle and have lost three of four. Where the hell we want Kyler Murray back? It's time, Kyler. We've seen enough. You've had enough time. This is me pleading. Please play together, this weekend Kyler. so they can go into the bye off a win. Because the NFC West is certainly up for grabs now, and the NFC is within striking distance. Still, you're only a game behind Green Bay, but you lose Sunday. I just that's a really depressing three out of four game stretch for this team. So the Cardinals also reportedly, according to Field Yates, converted about two point six million of Devon Kennard's base salary into a bonus, which created about one point seven million of of cap space for this season. So I'm wondering if that was a move that they did today in hopes that they could have signed, you know, a quarterback. Yeah, it is. They they need the money to kind of play around a little bit. And they wouldn't have done that had they not thought they had to move him to the roster. Mm-hmm. Because once he gets to the roster, so if, if I'm a rookie, the rookie minimum is about 575000 to 625000 right now. That's the minimum. That Bam. Yay. This is what I'm talking Producer about, Aaron man. With the save. See? That's the minimum. And so once they sign him, he signs to a rookie minimum. And so now you divide that by 17, and then you create the idea of what his actual one week's worth of money would be at a rookie minimum once he hits the roster. But if they just sign him to the practice squad, he'll get that minimum or whatever that amount will be, and then you will see that that he'll only get just that small amount for one week too, and it changes that. Via overthecap.com, they've got $36,000 in available cap space at the moment. So they have no monies left. Which you know what I I love that you could you could pay two local new, local sports reporters <laughs> with that though. I love that because that means my general manager is spending to win. It makes me physically ill for other fan bases when you've got like thirty million in cap space during the year and you're not actively trying to improve. To me, that's that's a kudos to Steve Kime adding Zach Ertz and his robust salary for the rest of the year, signing a bunch of free agents in the off season, extending key players. So I, I'm fine with whatever the Rams have showed us. The calorie, salary cap is essentially a myth. It's not a real thing. You can navigate it. You just need smart people in the building. Cardinals are doing that. That's This was a good move. All right. Well, the Cardinals open the week as small favorites. 
against the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, if you if you bet on them to win over the weekend, you unfortunately lost some money, like I did. On to you know what's funny is I I literally said you know I I bet on the Ravens to beat the Dolphins and I got a little fancy <laughs> with it and so like I'm just going to just like do like the safest bet possible and just like pick the Cardinals to win. So I lost twice. But uh, anyway, uh, if you want to get in the get in on the action, if you think you're smarter than I am, and you probably are, uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the code PHNX when you sign up. And again, I mentioned it off the top of the show. Bet one dollar on either team to score in a game, and you're going to get one hundred dollars in free bets if they score. You score. Again, that promo code is PHNX. As always, it is 21 and over with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. All right. Well, we, we kind of mentioned the importance of not heading into a buy, having lost three or four, and, uh, you know, just the importance of getting to the buy with a good taste in your mouth and high morale in the locker room. But at the same time, Cliff has been talking about like, Hey, we're injured. We just need to get to the buy. So where's the fine line there? Christian Kirk was asked today about kind of the importance of, you know, not overlooking this game or not getting it in your head to where like we're, we're, we're injured. We're banged up. We're so close and just kind of being consumed with the buy. So here's what he had to say. I think that's, um, you know, definitely an easy way to, you know, think about it. And it's easy for us or, you know, maybe you guys to, to think of it that way. But um, I think it's really important that we, you know, really put an emphasis on uh, because of where we're at and the success that we've had, you know, so far into the season, every game each week, no matter who we're playing, uh, becomes bigger than the next. Uh, you know, especially for us going into this week, uh, not playing the way we wanted to play, you know, last Sunday and um, being really disappointed in ourselves and, and, and what we put out there. You know, I, I think it becomes even a bigger emphasis and becomes an even bigger game for us um, to not overlook it, to not say, hey, we need to get to the bye. You know, this this win is just as big as any other win that we're looking to get um, that we've had so far this season. So, um, you know, we really need to band together. We really need to have a great week of practice. And, uh, you know, we need to go up to Seattle in a hostile environment and uh, make sure that we're ready to play. So I definitely think a loss like the one that they suffered on Sunday can kind of infiltrate the locker room a little bit. It can kind of bring you down. Uh, It's soul crushing in a lot of ways uh, and disappointing for pretty much everybody that was involved. I mean, everybody that was involved in that game. But at the same time, I liked what he said in terms of like we need to band together because they're not losing sight of the fact that like, hey, we can't let this affect us mentally moving forward. Like we have a really important game coming up and, you know, you never know what's going to happen week in and week out because we certainly didn't predict what happened on, on Sunday. But I would say that this team... Uh, knows exactly what they need to do from an emotional and an energy standpoint and a focus standpoint too, regardless of the buy that's you know coming up. Yeah, I agree. I I think that it's a long season. You've added a game now, seventeen weeks for this team. They have not accomplished all their goals this year. They have their sights set on more than just reaching the playoffs. They're locked to make the postseason, right? They'd have to have a complete and utter collapse not to get to January football. 
So I, I can understand Kingsbury's rationale and, and Christian Kirk's rationale. To me, though, where the concern is, is each of the last two years under Cliff, they have not played their best football late in the year. Last year, you had an epic collapse down the season. You should have made the playoffs. You know, year one, a nice October and November, December, not particularly good. And so I, I just think that there is a little bit of a trend with this organization under Cliff that when the weather turns, so to speak, other franchises that have had the success, the Rams, the Seattle Seahawks, they crank it up. Their intensity is higher. They expect success late in the year. For the Cardinals, that has not been the case. Now, I, I give them the benefit of the doubt because they're without the franchise quarterback. But when Kyler does come back, whether it's this week or at Chicago, and, and they feel like they're playing with a full deck again, you need to see those W's continue because I, the the national media will be so quick to jump on this team after starting seven and one, eight and two, whatever, and then collapsing down the stretch. Even if they were to go in the postseason, not you know, just the national media, like literally yeah, everybody, literally your own everybody. fan base, because uh, they've been there. Yeah. So I, we just we need to see them stabilize. And again, they've lost two games. I don't want to be dramatic. But it's November now, and th- and this is where the pretenders and the 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 actual playoff contenders, contenders this is the <laughs> word I was looking for, separate and differentiate themselves, right? Take care of business against the teams you should. And, you know, frankly, this weekend, like, if Kyler Murray plays, I don't care if Russell Wilson's playing. It's a bad Seattle team. This is a Seattle team that you should be able to beat with the talent on your roster compared to what they've got going on right now. But again, Kyler doesn't play. It just it muddles this whole thing because we – we want to be critical, and we are, but it's like, can you really be hard on this team given the circumstances or two losses? I'm not ready to go there yet. Christian gave the best PC answer he could have given in that interview and that question because the locker room right now still is— I thought you were going to talk about the standard again. I was like, no, Frank, you bring no, that up every I'm not bringing, show. No there's, no, there's no standard when you don't have your, your players. You can develop a standard when you have your players. Yeah. If you don't have your players, then there's no standard. There is a wishing upon a star right now. When you don't have your your look, if Kyler plays and DeHop plays, everything changes. The coaches call plays differently. Kiff Kingsbury can do what he wants to do. There'll be some plays he'll try to call that wouldn't even matter if he did call it because they're just we're just that effing better mm-hmm. than the other team. So we can make plays. We can overcome some stuff. So. And Christian doesn't have to take ownership of everything. What do you got? 13 targets the other day, maybe somewhere around 10 to 13 targets. He caught seven balls. I'm saying like that's it changes the narrative. AJ had one catch. Like it changes everything. So then you you can move the ball around. That magic we saw in the first eight weeks is still within this locker room. We got to get healthy. And when we get healthy, we can bring all our we can bring our players back together. Studying the game this week. And watching when whenever when we say you got out coached, Cliff really didn't get out coached. I will say him and Vance kinda stopped coaching. And the reason why I can say that is because there are some things you can call with Kyla. Ain't no way in the hell I can call with Coach. And if Coach's gone, I can't call that with I can't call that with Chris. Like I got a I got a I got a sheet that he's holding in his hand that looks like it's about like this, and it's got all these colors on it and all this stuff. And then when I got – this is all Kyler and Kyler Well, that's plays. a mighty disservice then to Cole McCoy. Well, I mean, it, it, he's a backup. I get four 
That's for this right here. You are you a backup. Put, you should still be putting your quarterback into a position to win a freaking game. The best, the best. Stop, stop so, coaching my butt. So I, I can only call so many plays when this is Kyler. That's this is Kyler. This will be we cold. Can't, the folks at home can't this see this. Cold. What is that? Well, you have to articulate what you're doing. This is not saying, so I apologize. <laughs> this, this is Kyler's playbook. This Frank is Kyler's my playbook. Spelled wrong on that. I don't even have your name. Do I have your name on here? Do I have C-H- your name? C H R I S T I O N. Oh, Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Give me my paperwork back. <laughs> you're like, I'm not writing about you. Get out of my business. <laughs> Look, this is what happened. Handwritten notes in 2021. Look, I can't, I'm not into it. Look, I can't. I can't call my plays because I don't have all my players. So, but I, and here's the thing: I learned as a coach, you learn that you know the limitations of your guys. Like you know what your right guard can do, what your left guard can do, what your right tackle can't do. I can't. I can't pull him. So, what was Vance's excuse then? Vance is the same way. So, Zero. So watch. Watch. Again, so they're playing against a rookie quarterback that threw for 167 yards, right? That's not a lot of yards, really, as a starting quarterback. They didn't need him to throw for a great amount of yards, but it didn't it didn't really work that way. So if you if you take into consideration what Vance's problem was, is that I'm either going to blitz and then put us in more trouble. I'm down 20 to zip. I'm down 20 to zip at the at, at, at after the first half. I'm done. So I can't just start blitzing and stunt dogging and twisting when I'm only going to put my offense maybe I in a bad situation. I need you to stop the run, though, Vance, because that, that was an embarrassment. <laughs> that would have been on the table, but it's not like they that – is, that is Christian McCaffrey. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that, I, that is, there that, were some big holes. Well, and that dude we're going to get to the run defense Christian McCaffrey. I know. So that's what I'm saying. But, like, it's, it's, it's not – it's sometimes he got out – he didn't get out coached with his apples to apples. And that, of course, you will say they didn't have all their best players either, right? But they were they were emotionally They're, on, a, on another were, level. The Cardinals have way more talent than Carolina. That well, that, they that, don't that that band of people that we put on the field is not better than the, the that's not. Don't even that's not don't great even for don't even lie don't even lie don't even. I put would that say out offensively, don't, yes. Defensively, the Cardinals no. didn't have an excuse. Thank to you. Perform that but way. I mean, there's but there's certain there's certain things you can do. You can't you can't go balls to the wall when you're down twenty to zip. You're down you're down twenty three. You can't do that. You have to kind of balance it out, bend on break, and then you lose your you, you got coat. Coach playing. Coach get hurt. So now you have you're in a position where, oh man, I can't call I can't call this plays that I would call with Coach. He's he's not even taking the reps. Chris, you're not even taking the reps with these dudes in practice. He's not taking the reps with Christian. He's not taking a pressure. Yeah, he Rondo. is. He practiced with them all week long, Frank. He practiced with them and saw a hell of a lot of scout team. A hell of a lot of scout team. Whoa, what? You're Are saying, you saying that Colt McCoy didn't practice not with the Colt. one? I didn't say Colt. I'm you're talking, talking about PJ. Chris. You're talking oh, about Chris. PJ. No, not PJ. Our, our backup to our back. Our I'm, backup I'm backup confused. quarterback. You're, okay, he's trying to say that Chris Streveler, when Chris came in, we're trying to follow you, Frank, I'm, but you're just getting all sorts of. Uh, your like, notes are confusing. You've got two different <laughs> they colors. Don't even refer. They don't even refer. I had notes with somebody else. Virgin <laughs> uh. Travel Club, by the way, said, "Can we please get a Cheerston Isms shirt playing all the, uh, the hits? My, my butt, crud muffin. muffin. You use butt a lot. I've noticed you use butt on Twitter." <laughs> B U T T, and I didn't want to say anything. And I went, wanted to subtweet, which is like, but <laughs> it's subjective. 
I guess. What do you say? Ass. What do you say in front of your kids? Ass. <laughs> My mom was just here watching our kids, and she she was like, man, you and your wife, you sure do swear a lot in front of your kids. <laughs> We teach them good morals. They're oh good mor- They're going to be good people, but they're going to be it's swearing in grade school. Okay, uh, yeah. Wait till. Uh, wait, wait, I, I I remember Frankie because of Frank. What's your son's name? Hudson. 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 Love the name Hudson. Uh, Hudson. Until Hudson said, when uh, like you you go to tell him to do something or you tell him something and he says, "My ass, Dad." <laughs> he does say he comes up to me. He's like, "What are you doing, sucker?" And I'm like. <laughs> And I'm like, go to your room, and he knows that I'm not serious. Let me just hang. <laughs> oh, I used I to get in it. trouble for saying "Holy cow!" Oh my! Really? Cheers, <laughs> Cheerson. What holy was cow. your childhood? My mom, my mom was like, "You don't say that." What do you oh. mean, oh, holy cow? Oh my god! We need to do like, like Innovation. a sit down with two chairs <laughs> and just. On camera, on the site, live stream, just 60 minutes of like an in-depth look at your life, your upbringing. Just get it all out there. We get a little bit, we peel back the layers a little bit every week and we just add that to the list. Good Lord. Uh, Burger King Travel Club. Go to your room. Take all my money. Uh, Johnny Parenting 101 shirt, need now. Take all my money. That's a good shirt. So we're, I'm in a conundrum right now. You guys know this, that in a couple weeks in December, the week of the Lions game, my wife is flying uh, to Milwaukee to watch her sister graduate college, um, which I'm excited about. She's leaving the kids here. Um, she's coming back Saturday. Our Friday show, I don't I don't have a sitter. Um, so I've, I've told people, I haven't told Saul or GM this yet, if he's listening. Hey, hey Saul, I'm just going to bring my kids in. And I've told people around the studio, like, if anybody can watch my kids while we do this show for 45 minutes to an hour, I'll Venmo you some cash. But I don't have, you know, I live in Maricopa. Right Aaron's there. volunteering. I, right I don't, I don't. Perfect. Perfect, Aaron. Uh, I don't have a babysitter. I don't trust the people of the town that I live in to babysit my kids. <laughs> so um, they'll be here the Friday before the Lions game. Uh, and that'll be a shit show in and of itself. Jacob's going to rat you out and tell Saul. Oh it's just if you, if we want to do this if you want me a part of the program that night I have to bring my kids in. Well, I proposed at the beginning of our launch that we have a Frank and Frankie segment, so maybe we can make that happen. She will goob on everything. Everything <laughs> will go flying. My son is very self. We'll give him a switch. He'll be fine. My daughter is a different animal altogether. So you just be I careful what you wish for. I bring bring her right here. Yeah. So that's that's in we'll about a month from now. Well, I don't know that we're getting a Johnny Parenting 101 shirt or a My Butt shirt anytime <laughs> soon, but we do have some awesome t-shirts up on our website, phnxlocker.com. Uh, right now, if you become a member, you can get a t-shirt for free, which is awesome. Um, and we always have a members-only deal usually on our merch. So whether it's buy one, get one, or a certain percentage off, once you're a member, you're always going to have access to our weekly deals. Um, if you become a member and decide you don't want a t-shirt, though, you can always get your first month free for 50 cents. But why would you not want one of our t-shirts? I mean, Johnny's sporting a PHNX shirt, one of my favorites. Black, black. is slimming. I like it. <laughs> it looks good on you, bro. Thanks, brother. It looks good. It looks really good. All right. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> Let's talk about how concerning the consistency of this run defense is because, if you remember, 
the uh, the Cardinals held the Niners to about 39 yards rushing and then let Christian McCaffrey run all over them the following week. So it's all about consistency because they've had some really good games when it comes to their run defense this this year, and then they've had some atrocious games as well. So talk about how concerning the run defense is, and then we'll get into our Frank No segment because, Frank, you want to break down some plays, oh, I, right? Okay. Yeah, sure. I'm, yeah, sure. I'm very concerned. Because if you look at the trend of the games where they've been susceptible to the run, it's when the offense starts slow. The Minnesota game, the Green Bay game, they did not score in the first quarter. And then, of course, against Carolina, they didn't score until late in the game. When teams are able to shut down this Cardinal offense, and it's happened so few this year, and the Cardinals can't jump out to big leads, the the opposing team, and we didn't see it in Cleveland because they got out to a big lead, and we didn't see it against the Rams. But man, oh man, if they're not putting up points at a premium, that's a little bit concerning because you cannot win ugly then. You can't win a game like you need to 17-14 against whomever in the, in the postseason against Tampa Bay. You're going to get run over. And so that would lead you to believe, unfortunately, that some of what Vance is doing, this defense, a little bit fraudulent. Because if you can mm. keep this game closed, because the Cardinals, what do they thrive on? Pinning the ears back with a double-digit lead, rushing the passer with Marcus Golden, hopefully Chandler Jones. Defense, opportunistic, very turnover-dependent. And then we saw the flip side of that on Sunday when they weren't getting the turnovers and the balls weren't bouncing their way. Can they be stout with their front seven? No. The answer to that question is no. The players they have are fraudulent or what Vance Joseph is doing with them is fraudulent? I I just think that the defense is maybe a little bit of both. And I think that they are, and I'm writing an article right now at gophnx.com. They are doing a disservice. And I know he said otherwise this week. Tana Vallejo cannot, should not ever start over Xavier Collins at this point of the season moving forward. I like Tanner. I think he's a nice piece to have for depth, special teams. You, you took a guy 16th overall. That's exactly what you need to remedy now. And I know he didn't play well on Sunday. He wasn't listed with the starters. He came in when Tanner got injured. But Xavier Collins, to me, is the ideal plug-and-play player late in the season when you're tr- when you're trying to establish a physical presence with your run defense. You are asking to get run over when you're starting. Isaiah Simmons is not good at the run. We, we've established that. His, his better position is hybrid linebacker safety, elite coverage, elite yep. tackler, is poor against the run. We've got enough of a sample size. We love Jordan Hicks, limited at this point in his career against the run. Right. Brings a lot of other stuff that you can't measure. And then Tanner Vallejo is like six foot, 225. You took a kid out of Tulsa that you touted as a plug and play, three down inside linebacker, 6'4, 250, 260. I mean, Xavier Collins, when you see him, he can hold his own standing next to JJ Watt and Chandler Jones. Play him every down. And there's going to be games where he gets exposed. Again, should have made a tackle on Cam Newton, allowed Cam to run outside on that touchdown run. But Work through those mistakes because you will you will be better for it. I just I hate that we're going through this again with Vance and 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 Isaiah from last year and now Xavier this year. To me, it's just super frustrating. You have to. Uh, th- the season is long, and some guys are getting exposed for what they're good at and what they're not good at, um, and that's that's starting to show out. And some and, and a lot of these guys play. Um, Tanner Vallejo is not as he's not a, he's not as even when you stand up next to each other. But mentally, he's probably just a little bit more faster to the to the gun, and we saw that in a couple of plays. It wasn't always successful, but he was definitely in the backfield, close to you know doing some things that was 
admirable for the linebackers coach doing. Vance Joseph right now is definitely the, the front line is a is a is a bag of mixed mixed nuts, and you're just trying to find the right combination that will allow you to be able to to sus- stop maybe the running game or stop the passing game and get by while getting pressure on the quarterback. So this defense isn't set up to be this defensive line and our linebackers do not seem like they're the, they're the linebacker. That front seven doesn't seem like they're physically or set up with the intent to just stop the run. It looks like it's set up to stop the pass, the run on the way to the pass. Yeah. That's what it looks like. It's, it's set up with the intent to stop the run on the way to the pass. And this week they just got exposed with a really, really good running back that could pick. He could adjust the speed. He could pick the holes he wanted to pick the holes in. And sometimes they had him, but then he's just still an elusive running back. So it's just one of those scenarios. You know what they remind me of? And this is not a knock on them. It, those historically great Indianapolis Colts teams with Peyton Manning. Yes. When you had your bookend, Robert Mathis, yes. Dwight Freeney, yes. undersized defensive ends. You could run on the Colts. They had yes. undersized linebackers. I think they're like inside linebacker. His name escapes me. He was great. It was like 5'11". Mm-hmm. And they had Bob Sanders. and But they, they played fast, right? Played and fast, they had speed hard. rushers that complemented the fact that Indy's offense was going to jump out yeah. to like 14 nothing leads and they could pin their ears back. And through the first two months of the season, the Cardinals were able to do that. And they exposed a lot of teams. And they probably will continue to do that assuming Kyler Murray comes back. But man, oh man, like you you can't be this bad against the run. And it, it's disappointing because I thought we had turned the corner after their performance, especially in San Francisco, that if you saw San Francisco last night, they can run the ball on anybody. And we were thinking to ourselves, isn't okay, they've 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 turned the they they've turned a corner. It's crazy though, isn't it? Isn't it crazy that and they then, just literally went up there and shut down a high powered offense running game and just just totally dominated? Yeah, and, and then so they're capable. <laughs> so I don't want to sit here and say they don't have the. They certainly have the pieces, and they're certainly capable. And we're going to talk about something here in a second about why. Well, obviously, they, Vance just stopped coaching and that players stopped playing, and that's. I think that's. What so, I think that's very true. Look, we're going. Let's since this is about you. There's certain plays you can call if I have JJ. I can call certain defenses. Oh, you can't have that I'm excuse. Saying, no, you say. I'm JJ. with you, Chip. I'm so, with you, Chip. So, what? what you, you, you both are with. Okay, so watch this here. Let's players go players, no, get, no, players no, get hurt. No, no, yes. No, and JJ's no, been no. out for several weeks now. Hey, I swear. There's. They didn't have JJ last year. Corey Peters, Lecky Fotu, Jordan Phillips. <laughs> Zach Allen's playing well. Uh, they've got Zach Allen. Is he a starter? Yeah, he's, he's a starter. He's playing well. He was is, our he, king of the game. He, I know. I didn't uh, back up. I didn't. Would he be the starter if our players were there? Yes, you were. We were supposed. We were robbed of the Watt. What you're saying Phillips, to me? What you're saying Allen to me is that I, I can do so much more. When you have your talent on the field, you can do so much more. I think it's more of an more. issue with the with the inside linebackers. You know this. You're running I, a three four screen at, yes. scheme. I'm looking at your that inside linebacker. linebackers have amazing. to fill. They're not filling. They're not. Put the 16th overall pick in there. They 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 play soft in coverage, or excuse me, with the run defense to complement their their pass coverage. So what I'm going to do is in the bye week, I'm going to go back and study us. I'm not just going put up plays so you can see. I'm going to study us and show you why they're probably not doing that. Why he's not playing. Because he's probably getting murdered. 
And the coaches are watching that on film. Yeah. No, that's what I've been telling you. He's probably getting murdered. He has the best pro football focus grade of any inside linebacker on the team. You got got to play. Excuse me. That's what I've been saying this entire time. There's a reason why he's not out there. You got to play football. But then, okay, here's another argument. He is a rookie. Allow him (laughs) to grow on the the field. You you will be a better team for it. Same thing I – you don't think if they would have played Isaiah Simmons last year through early struggles the first four to six weeks, no, they would have been better off at the end of the season because no. he would have been ingrained in the defense? No. Of course they would have been. No, you no. Assume, you're assuming that. You don't no. sit watch, watch. the 16th overall hey, pick let me, over you, Tanner Vallejo. You can when you realize that if he's getting pushed to the to the, to the the crapper, to the shit house every other play because somebody then he's, then he's flinching and he's not running in the gaps – that he's supposed to run the gaps because he knows that guard is waiting on him. He's supposed to be the guy to take on the first guard. And then Hicks is supposed to come around the backside and make that play. They won't do that. He they was might a, see that. He was a he academic was a, All-American. He was a. And in college. Tol- well, I'm just saying he is he is smart enough to. I don't think it's a question of intellect. I didn't well, say intellect. I think it's a question of reps. I said getting Get pushed. him reps. I didn't say. I said getting pushed to the poop house. He is. He's in, he won't come down. Nobody to questioned Isaiah Simmons' intellect last I, year I, too, I, I, but I, I, he was still wasn't out. He wasn't out there. Well, yeah, it's not about his, intellect. But his his deal was he didn't play inside linebacker consistently at college. Stop. No. 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 Gonna no fist pound. Never. No. Go like, I was like, yeah. Dun, there you go. go. <laughs> I'm gonna pout now because I'm I'm upset that this is hey, how you both you were reacting. Gonna, you was gonna give away your kids' tuition fund for the last. Draft pick quarterbacks you thought was amazing, and Drew Rosen and the Josh guy Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen, excuse me, Josh Do not Rosen. knock my draft prowess. He's about to give we're all your draft. Kids I need away people to buy. I need people guy. to buy into my draft acumen because hey. we're going to preview the draft for like eight weeks on this show. <laughs> Josh Rosen, Drew Rosenhouse. That's who you're thinking. Josh Rosen. I did. He was. He tried to. He tried to become an agent. He really did. He tried to he pulled up in a. He put up in a black on black. He tried to be your agent. He wanted to be my agent. He came to Auburn. He drove up in a black. Cadillac, long black Cadillac with the top down. He came out with a Jerry. I mean, he came out black on black on black, black black jeans, black black hard bottom shoe. He represented real, T.O. at the time, real didn't clean. He? Yeah, at the time he had a black real fitted shirt. Miami shades on, some Ray Bans, and I was like, I'm from Florida. I don't want that. I don't want that slickness. You didn't want to sign with. I don't want that. that. I don't want that slickness. Was his percentage too much? Too? It was too much for me. It was too much like the house. It was too much like Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Miami. It was too much like it was about you. And I, he, but honestly, he was a he fought for his guys. He stood up and took a lot of a lot of criticism. But I, what I was looking so for was So who did you pick instead? I had Pat Dye Jr. Are you still friends with him? No. Well, I'm a friend, but oh. we don't really we don't really talk. Once I once I got once I switched agents, I went with Eugene Parker somewhere probably about my oh, at the end of my second year contract. And then I went with Eugene Parker. I thought Eugene had a little bit more. Um, he was he was still edgy about going to get players and getting your contracts, and so I thought that was the place. Some agents were just chilling, but we'll get back to your defense. No, they're getting exposed, bro, and that's where we are Don't right now. Don't bro me. No, I'm saying, I, bro, like they, that's, they're just. Well, but, here, but here, but here's why, the we, why don't you? You have two plays. Let's do two plays. You have McCaffrey versus Simmons. Let's do those two plays. I don't want to see. Bring this. up Frank knows. <laughs> this is gonna make me sad. <laughs> we uh, all know that uh, he got beat big time. This was not a good good game for Isaiah Simmons. That doesn't so, make me sad. Frank I like knows. that. Let's go. Let's go with this first first play, Frank. Look, this is. Um, we saw this at the beginning of the game, and I said this is just a three-by-one set, three receivers at the bottom, 
one receiver up top, and then you also have your you have Christian McCaffrey flanked. He is the one that's highlighted in this moment. It's the beginning, you know. It's they just got the ball um, after a fumble. It's third and eight, and we're seeing like you know we're on the what fourteen yard line, our fourteen yard line, getting ready to go in. And can you run the play right now? You'll see that Christian is. This is basically a a passing. It would be a this would be a passing play to Christian. But what they did was the Cardinals played a lot of man defense in this game, and they left they they end up isolating one guy and Christian. McCaffrey literally did this play twice and he isolated him. And, and it's just, it's, it's coaching. And so what I did was I went back to study, like, did anybody else run this same play? Which was he had, to, they'd run the, they'd run it back out the backfield and they'd give him an option. It's a choice route to go left or right, depending on how the defender is playing. 90% of the time, if you go back and watch any of our films, Isaiah Simmons is playing outside. Mm-hmm. He's playing outside shade, and therefore everybody else is cutting on the inside and, and catching the ball. I went back and saw George Kittle, the exact same thing. I saw Ron, no, the kid, the tight end from the Green Bay Packers, the exact same thing. Yeah. And so he's playing outside shade. Thank you. He's playing outside shade, but it's it's giving up the inside route. And this was in the first quarter of the game. And if you see, it's if it ain't broke, don't fix it. They did the exact same thing for the next play you probably see. Where they're just we're, the, the the three by one set at the bottom, one receiver up top. You got your guy on the, you got your guy Christian on the top left, and all they're doing right now. Look, the Cardinals look like look at the it's a, the line of scrimmage is full of of Cardinal players. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We got ten men in the box, mm. getting ready to do what? So they're telling you we're playing press man or one on one. Somebody's blitzing. Something is getting ready to happen. This is the, this is the end of the second quarter, but you're going to see like. They're isolating, and unfortunately, number nine is up top, which is, you know, our boy. So when you see it, he isolated him again. He's playing outside shade, and Christian McCaffrey, he runs the choice. He runs what you call a – it goes to an H angle. Now he just basically came up five yards, and he came a little shake outside and came underneath, and another play. And it's just one of the things that happened. George Kittle did the exact same thing, and they figuring – teams are figuring out how to attack our – our linebackers. Yeah. yeah. Get the ball out get the ball out of your hand quick and run quick routes to quick choice routes or quick um quick out routes to your running back and make them play one on one and see if these guys can tackle in space. Isaiah Simmons is gonna be a good corner. He's gonna be a good, you know, hybrid linebacker for us. And as he realized, excuse me, he can play mostly, he can he can square guys up and put his hands on them and not give them an inside cut or outside cut. He can make, he can, he can create the contact and, and take control of the situation. At least six catches Christian had. Yeah. He had like eight. He had eight catches. Like he just, they, and they kept throwing the ball to him on, those, all day. on most of those same routes, which was, yeah. it was the isolate. So that's what I say. Go back to coaching. Once you see it happen once, you see it happen twice. You watch your guy and your guy now is only playing outside shade. You're watching your guy because we watch the tablets. And so I say there's there's nothing more devastating to a teammate, me, watching you get beat. And I'm like, damn, dog. Come on, man. You First down. Come. All right. You'll get him next time. Get on everybody. You'll get him next time. Damn. First down again. Same play. First down again. Same play. Like, And I, I, we go back and watch the tablet, and you're still playing outside shade. And the coach is probably saying, son, you got to make him make a decision. You're playing man to man. You got to get up on him and check him. But psh, runs right by him. Yeah. And so that's the part where you start seeing – 
am I should I call the play now? Should I call that defensive game to put him one on one? Because the other coach on the other side sees that he's doing the exact same thing. Isaiah Simmons is doing the exact same thing. Unfortunately, he's a young cat. He's still going to figure it out. He's learning some things. But when you're watching it, this is a chess match of who of your of your bishops and your knights. This is not pawns. These are bishops and knights that you're moving on the chessboard. And if you don't have enough bishops and knights when our JJs are gone or our, or our, or Kyler's not there, then you're losing your kings and your queens and your pawns. You you play with more pawns than you are playing with actual guys that can move your board or you can control your board. That's when I say sometimes it's hard to just coach because you can't necessarily call. You can't do the stuff you want to do because you're limited by the space and their abilities. And right now, that's a situation where I'm watching him do the same. I'm watching him go through the same thing. Green Bay did the same thing, but they used, they used, and also San Francisco, their receiver, Aaron Jones, no, no, Green Bay's receiver, Aaron, running back Aaron Jones had a bunch of catches. San Francisco running back had a bunch of catches. And that's what I'm saying. So you're starting to see that with our defense. And it, and it freezes you as a coach because you don't know what to call. When, when we had Jake and Jake was struggling sometimes, like he was coming into the game and he wasn't just as, he wasn't crisp the first couple of quarters. We had to dumb down our offense a little bit. And I say dumb it down like, okay, just run the ball on third and seven. Rob Moore is getting 6.5, getting 2.1. David Boss is getting 3.1. Why are we not? What's going on? Let us murder these cats. I'm six foot three. He's six foot four. He's six foot two. All muscle. Let's let's murder these cats. That's how we think. But yeah, I think. But you got to protect some situations that, so it doesn't get as ugly as you think it. As you, it can get, that sickening feeling can happen. That happens during the game, and it gets really ugly. Well, so. the frustrating part I think for fans is you took Simmons eighth overall, and you can live with okay, he's not elite an elite run defender, mm-hmm. but you drafted him to be elite in coverage. He's supposed to be a supremely gifted athlete that can cover running backs and certain receivers, certainly tight gotcha. ends, and he's shown he's been able to do that. But Sunday was just it, it was an but, alarmingly bad performance. But here's by the him. thing: you have to also say that maybe he was aware of when you're watching film and you watch what Christian McCaffrey can do. Like there's a check in your body that says this dude is nasty. Well, they're making yeah. if your like, fans nice making making adjustment though. There was no I mean, adjustment th- that was made. But that, that's. And that goes back to my point where I say sometimes you just got to you, – you can't – the guy, he gets paid to do a job. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to protect him, but I can't always protect him because if I protect him, I got to take, take one guy away and move that guy over there, which ex- might expose somebody on this side. And that's the part where I'm saying like sometimes – I just don't like the idea of just surrendering it's, because it's, of It's it. not I the mean... surrendering. It's just I'm limited. There's, he was, he was wide open – Almost on all those catches. But it wasn't like, it, but that's what I'm saying. Like that, look, Christian McCaffrey is the number, one of the top five running backs in the NFL. He's a bad man. A real, real bad man. And he will expose and murder all of our all linebackers. All of those yeah. routes, though. It just happened to be against Isaiah, who they thought, who was our cover linebacker that can cover him with speed and length. But then give and him he some just, help underneath in the middle because all those routes were like five yard routes but that's what i'm saying that's why I, that's what that's what i'm talking about like, bring it bring it bring hicks or Xavier collins in to help to help if, if you didn't get any help if you do that you're only going to expose something else on the backside. that's what i'm well, talking then I, about i can coaching. live with other players beating me i don't want christian mccaffrey beating me all day long like that that's my point i, I guess i'm trying no, to No, I, I agree i agree with you on that too but you think you got your best guy that's so when we go back and watch film on monday we'll see that this all the coaches are going to say, look, that's Christian McCaffrey. He's been doing pretty decent 
for the most part against a lot of people. Has he not? I mean, like he did he did pretty decent against George Kittle. He did pretty decent against the but and he's right. been playing good ball. He's I'm not had a good season. Him. I'm just saying, but that when you say that's a bad man over there, that's a there's not there's not many linebackers in the league that's gonna stop him. And if the coach was trying to stop him, then they have to find some. Uh, that's that's when coaching comes into play. I, I guess my other argument you know? is you're playing PJ Walker. You're giving him these these layup uh, conversions that are five yards from the line of scrimmage. Allow some help for Zay, for Isaiah, whether it's you're bringing Jalen Jalen Thompson up or Booter, whomever. And then okay, PJ Walker, go make a 15 to 20 yard out route. And a big time NFL throw one on one against Marco Wilson, and we'll give you that. And so that, I'd rather shut down Christian McCaffrey and see what else. That's right. Do. So and so 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 okay. So this is how your backup quarterback is twenty two for twenty nine. Is because those, those completions. Well, he threw six passes, nine, eight. Let's say you get eight, eight to Christian. Right. Let's let's count the other guys. They were catching slants for twelve yards and fifteen yards. They were keeping the ball going. All he did was throw slants. He didn't throw one deep ball. Not one, because they was running. They was playing the angles of if if you guys are going to stop, if the cornerback's going to stop outside to stop Christian, then that slant's going to be right there. And they caught a ball. You can go watch the film. I'm saying that's that's why I'm, that's all I did I with think today. We can all agree it was not one of Vance's better. But games. it wasn't that. They just didn't. They did not have an answer for him. That's un, to me. That's unacceptable with the talent level on this defense. This defense isn't talented. PJ Walker the players he, are there. PJ Walker hung 30 on you. The only person you're saying is talented is JJ Watt then? No, I'm not saying that. Well, I'm saying the that. players are all there except for JJ Watt. They've got an all-pro safety. The the corners have been lights Did out this year. They've got two <laughs> stud pass rushers. They've got two inside linebackers <laughs> taken in the first round. Their defensive line is probably the, the most marginal of all the units, and it still is is capable. I can only laugh. Backup offensive lineman for Carolina, PJ Walker, hung thirty points on you. Not PJ, a good day for Vance. PJ, that, uh, but this is what I'm saying. PJ went twenty two for something, and I'm just letting you guys know that whatever Vance did, he I, got out coached by Matt Rule. That's what we have to we, point blank. Twenty two of twenty nine passes for one hundred and sixty seven. And all he did was throw little slant routes to guys that would be open in the tight end, and he dinked and dunked with the other guy. Then you, then but you, Hubbard and then you bring more people up. And you and you take that shit away and you make them throw deep. And I'm they telling didn't do that. That's so and he wouldn't do it. Their defense is not. You're acting and like it's like a whole bunch of like uh, just a just a whole bunch of misfits. We, we keep. I keep saying this. The guys are not playing their positions. They're having to move guys around. If Zane Collins not in the game, then all right, what what are we talking about? We got Vallejo. And if and if terrible. The, and if we got the uh, Zane uh, Zach Allen there, then we don't have another guy that who we got like. Like we're, we're, I hear what you're saying. I hear, I, I feel your pain. I think it's just a bad. You just, they I feel had a bad your day. pain. I think it's just playable. Play I do. Well, to your JJ Watt point, I don't think it's an excuse that you can lean on. I mean, I think maybe I'm not like leaning the first, on it. Well, wait. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. In my opinion, I don't think you can say this. You know, like this defense is just screwed because they don't have JJ Watt. I think there's plenty of really talented players on this defense. But Frank, yes. you might be happy to know. That according to John Gamadoro of Arizona Sports, okay. JJ has had his surgery uh, and he's already back in the weight room. His recovery time is projected two to three months. Um, and the, and they, they hope that he might be able to be back in time for the playoffs. That's all according to, again, John okay. Gamadoro. I, I like that. I think he will be back for their, I lo- like it. their opening playoff game. I expect to see number 99. You get, he had surgery. Two full months, which will be November and December. 
They've got the Dallas game at the beginning of January, and then who knows? Maybe they have a bye. Maybe they host somebody. Maybe they travel somewhere. Yeah. He'll be a part of that game. I, I will say I this: shocked is, if if he's playing this year. I'm saying this is JJ's last year. No, he's under contract next year. I'm saying this is JJ's it's last not, year. No, if JJ what? plays, this is me just saying. Just can y'all let's let's just walk. The no, dog. I don't want to entertain this. I, you don't want to entertain it. You don't want to entertain that that L we took but three weeks ago. He was like, yeah, I'm okay with Kyler resting. And then mm-hmm. I told you, say we don't want that feeling, and we took it. Let's entertain this conversation. No, if JJ plays, you guys know he's risking what he was supposed to have was season-ending surgery, and so he said, "I'm not doing it. I'm going to do it this year because I'm tired of not finishing a season." So yeah. what he's what he's what he's willing to do is allow the rehab to go to pa- go play his part. He will not be in football shape when it comes time to playing, where he can take the kind of pain and punishment that it requires to play if he comes in the playoff. And the playoff will be another notch to whoever we're playing, emotionally and mentally. So he's going to, they're going to play. Guess what? Just watch. He's going to get shot. He's, they're going to shoot him up. He's going to take a thousand, he's going to take a thousand pills, not literally, but he's going to take a lot of milligrams. Then he's got eight in, months in order until to, next in order, season. In order to play. And as much as his body has been through with those shoulders and those elbows, I'm telling you, that's the number one thing for a D lineman is to engage with his shoulders and his elbows and his hands. He's been through a lot. And he's been he's through a lot. lot so injuries. I'm just saying that I believe that he is doing all of this with the intent to believe this is the best chance to win a championship. And so if he can win it now with this group, that'd be great. Now, mind you, Michael loves him and Steve Kahn loves him. So if he wants to come back, he can. Same criteria and same wide the door wide open policy they gave with Larry Fitzgerald. So because they love you and they like you and I respect that, but I just, I'm saying from a, you know, watching physically, your body can only take so much in the NFL. And when it says it's over, it says it's over. And that's something where it's to be looked at in my mind, because he's willing to risk to what would have been, you know, season injury surgery to wait for next September is ready to come back now. And he's willing to walk that dog with us. So I, I appreciate that. I think that's honorable. I do. But I think that's something that might be on the table. Well, also because they, this is a, could be a legitimate contender I here agree. that we have. And so why would you want to miss out on that? I agree. I mean, that's that's what I I would do the same thing. Like, so back in the days, the Pittsburgh Steelers did this with Jerome Bettis. Remember he had a bad hamstring and they had Parker, the running back Parker. He was running all through the thing. Willie. He was Willie Parker. He was doing great for him. But when they got into the cold months of football, December and January, nobody wanted to touch the bus. It was, I think it would have been either Ben's first Super Bowl second or second year. Super it was Bowl. the year they won it against Chicago. And right. So you know what I mean? And no one wanted to touch the bus. Instead of letting him or go. Seattle. Seattle. Instead of letting him go, Pittsburgh had every right to let him go. He was older. He was done. His body was given out. His hamstrings were no good. Willie Billy Park was looking great. They had a good team that was decent, but they kept him. They just let him sit. For eight weeks, just let him sit for a little, I, until he got his hamstring. He's coming back. He's when he got his hamstring right. <laughs> I agree, and that's what I want to see happen. I mean, we we gotta. I agree with you too, Chester. He has he has a really good chance with this team. I'm only arguing that we don't have our pieces out there, our bishops, our knights that make the board a lot easier to play chess with. Well, no and doubt. It's a little different, and that's no that's the only part. So for a coach and other players, that is that is the difference between if D Hops can come back this week. And Kyler can come back this week. The emotional energy and attitude would be totally different going to Seattle. It really would be. 
All right. Well, before I move into our last segment of winners and losers, let me tell you a little bit more about the DraftKings Sportsbook app because customers can get in the get game get skin in the game. Excuse me with uh, new same game parlays, which combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Which is why we do it, right? Mm-hmm. DraftKings is safe, securable, secure, and reliable. <laughs> securable? And securable, you know, like you can secure. I'm insecure when I'm on the app with a lot of my picks lately, but yes. Insecurable or securable? Reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. That is the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the code PHNX when you sign up. All right, let's move into our final segment of winners and losers do you guys want me to go first look at that poop emoji i didn't even realize that was on our graphic that's yeah. nice yes please go first please i go call first. it number two <laughs> you take a number two out of your butt <laughs> you say, i call it number two <laughs> that is, that is. we're gonna put you in a nun outfit I one of these days it. We talk, when we talk about my, my dog, Newman, <laughs> this is why my boyfriend and I work together so well, because uh, he doesn't make fun of me for only saying number two, you know, like if we're talking about our dog or whatever, mm-hmm. and he says it too. And like I'm like, thank you so much for using the same word, because I feel comfortable with yeah, that. I, we say potty. <laughs> you got to go potty. I say potty, but then if there's something like, you know, like we were walking in the parking lot and Newman decided to take a number two in front of the, yeah, which has happened. Then I'll say number two. I love it. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Anyway. All right. My, um, I like, I don't even really want to say my winner, but I just feel like he is for sure the winner. I think, I don't know if you guys maybe know where I'm going with this. Mm. It's not good for the Cardinals. But I had to pick as like an overall winner of mm-hmm. the week. I see where you're going. Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. I had to pick him. I see that. I mean, listen, he has a tremendous story. And I'm a sucker for storylines. And I was saying this the entire time on Sunday. Like, I just hate that this game is against the Cardinals. Because I, I love his story, right? Like, he gets cut from the Patriots. You know, he goes the first couple of months of the season up until, you know, week 10. Nobody will sign him. He finally gets signed to his former team midweek, comes in, scores, you know, the, the most astonishing part was two touchdowns and two plays. I mean, had a great game, had his whole I'm back thing, which obviously is not good for Cardinals fans. No Cardinals fan is going to want to celebrate that. But just from a storyline perspective of the game of football, if you just look at it from like this sport is really cool, um, I can just – Feelings aside about that game can just appreciate the fact that Cam Newton got like this awesome opportunity and made the most of it and like, you know, good for him. Yeah, I hate it. Uh, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> you're you're spot on the money. And my my winner is right along that same line. Uh, the pairing of Hassan Reddick and Zane Gonzalez, who walked into State Farm Stadium on Sunday and said, kiss my ass. We're going to perform like pro bowlers. And they did so. Uh, Hassan Reddick. Should have never been allowed to leave this franchise, and he is en route to a monster payday this offseason by Carolina, who's going to have a, a bunch of money to spend because they don't have a lot of good players. Uh, $75 million contract en route to Hassan. Uh, he set the tone for that game with his strip sack. Uh, happy for him. We talked about it last week. What I was not happy to see, uh, and this is tongue-in-cheek, of course, is Zane Gonzalez, 4-for-4 four four on field goals. That Where the <laughs> hell were those last year, Zane? 
Uh, you probably still, still be right. around. Where the? Uh, he has been perfect but on I the like year. I like Matt Prater, though. I, I, I wouldn't do go too. back. I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't. That's fair. No, but, you wouldn't because I mean, if he was our court kicker, he'd be missing him. And you'd be like, I can't wait. To well, he, caught, he, he was one of the reasons his team didn't make the playoffs last year. And yet now uh, he's perfect this year, 40 to 49, which last year he was like 40% or some garbage. So uh, that was really depressing watching that. But they're, they're winners. They walked into State Farm Stadium and said, hey, it's about us today, and, and they proved their former team wrong, that's for sure. But keep it in conference. I uh, might not like this guy, but I think Kyle Shanahan is the winner. Whatever it is. <laughs> Smacked up your boy real good. Told him to suck it. <laughs> deal with it. Suck, kiss it. Suck it. He take delivered a message to, in a bottle to take Johnny. Take back to L.A. And ride that wave with your stinking quarterback for three first-round picks talking about how that's many fine. I Cardinals gave swept up. Kyle Shanahan. So I agree, fine. but I'm I mean, I'm it. just saying. Kyle Shanahan's my pick. I mean, they it's did a great. It was a, it's a, I mean, look, that's a big win for him and that organization. But not just a win. It's how they won. Yeah. They pounded and beat and physically put their hands on those cute little boys and those divas over in L.A. Oh, yeah. Good Good night for yeah, Cheerson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you lose that? Can I go with my loser? Since it sure. kind of plays off of that, Sean McVay and Les Snead of the LA Rams uh, that went out and thought, we can just have an all-star team and sign mm-hmm. a bunch of uh, veterans and the the gross overpay of Von Miller for second and third. That was they, He was getting pancaked by George Kittle last night. That team, and I said this on bets earlier today, that team has gotten away from what drove them to a Super Bowl. They were a dominant run team, predominantly with Todd Gurley. And now they've got an ex-Lions quarterback who loved to hide at the 10 a.m. slate on Sundays when nobody yes. could see Matthew Stafford. Now he's playing with the big boys on national TV, and he looks like hot garbage. And their team hot is so flawed. It's garbage. so top-heavy. I think they've been exposed more often than not by physical teams. The Niners got physical with them, the Titans, and then the Cardinals once upon a time. Uh, I've never felt better about the Cardinals' chances of winning the NFC West as I did watching that last night. Mm-hmm. I could take off. You want to go? Yeah, I do. Go. I want to stay in conference, too. I think my loser right now is the Seattle Seahawks. It's disappointing to watch a darling team of a conference, but not only that, to have a darling quarterback who was literally paid as one of the number, one of the top quarterbacks, top ratings, win percentage, um, just overall, never quit, give up in Russell Wilson. And right now, they just look like they can't figure it out. I know he just came back, but to go into Green Bay and only give like that, that don't even really score. Like that's sad. And to Not me, even don't but, really score. Didn't I know. Score. But, I mean, but like, right. But I mean, like, snow game. Snow well, game. you know, I want to kind of, you know, but that to me is to watch an organization sink and tank that was shining, a shining light and a beacon with a bunch of players that could have literally either figured out how to pay their players or micromanage it in a different kind of way to put this team in a better position. It's just, I just, it's, it's sad to watch when you start getting rid of your pieces and then you expect to to make a miracle out of something when you just replaced it with boo-boo. That's my opinion. Well, I'm going to play off that because my loser is Pete Carroll. And I was so hoping that I think everybody saw it. Him, he was reaching for a flag, and everybody thought that he threw a flip phone instead. And I was so hoping that's what it was because I didn't even, you know what? I lied. My grandma actually had has a flip phone, but uh, so they do make them still. But I was hoping that it was one because that's hilarious. Uh, unfortunately, it was an electric hand warmer. I don't know if you guys saw that, but uh, I, I was hoping it was like a, an old school garage door opener or something like that. People were speculating <laughs> that was that, and it. And then I'm like, wait. 
Pete Carroll's garage door opener probably looks very different than mine. That has the big obscene yeah. metal clip on it. His is probably like super fancy. He probably just has to go like. That's right. Yeah. Into his palace. <laughs> yeah. But ham. Yeah, that sucks. That's not nearly as good. No. I want I like obscure shit in his pocket. That but I out. also didn't know that like you could have an electric hand warmer. So I don't know. Um, maybe when you go to Chicago, maybe you should get one. Yes. Um, <laughs> I can do that. Uh, I'm old school. I've got the, the ones that you're. What are you called? The the ones oh, you get the, the dealies, ones that you have the dealies like, yeah. that you know burn you if you try to stick them in crevices where they're not supposed to go. <laughs> will, That's happened once upon it. a time, I'm sure. <laughs> to some of us, we don't do manscape reads anymore, but you got to have your manscape trimmed up to be able to do that. But what are the you know? I keep wanting to say icy hot, but shit, that's not it. It's the uh, I don't. I don't know. What are hand warmers? Are they just called hand yep. warmers? They're just hand. You warmers. go to Walgreens, it's like the old school, yeah. just the traditional yep. hand warmer. You just get them going, put them around. I love it. But yeah, so he had an elect- a fancy one, probably one that you like charge. Yeah. Anyway, he had a rough night with the officials. Blamed them yesterday for controlling too much of the game. Uh, got so frustrated, he threw his electric hand warmer instead of a flag. So he is my loser of the week, and uh, and the Seattle Seahawks. Hopefully losers this weekend against the Cardinals. We will continue to preview this game throughout the week. But for now, hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts on our YouTube channel and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at PHNX underscore sports. We'll see you tomorrow.